This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your moral off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0, as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about quarterback Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill just got paid, and it ain't even Friday night. We're going to be talking about that, of course. We're going to be talking about the Saints' big game they have on Thanksgiving versus the Buffalo Bills, and so much more. But thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate your time. Um, Shouts out to everybody in the chat right now. Shouts out to everybody listening uh, around the country, around the world, no matter where you are, wherever you may be. Thank you for choosing the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate it. But let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. I've been hearing a lot of people talking about this whole situation involving Taysom Hill. If you've been living under a rock or you've just been, you know, kind of 10 toes down and focused on something else, Taysom Hill has received a four-year extension with the New Orleans Saints. He has a four-year, $40 million contract with $22.5 million guaranteed. That's right. Taysom Hill got paid yet again. And it's amazing to me how Taysom Hill is always the topic of discussion every time this man get a little skrilla. Now, I know a lot of people have their reservations about Taysom Hill, and I can understand that, right? Some people ask, is he a quarterback, okay? Some people say that he's not a starting quarterback. Some people feel that he is the future, and he is a starting quarterback. But no matter where you stand, I have to say, 
I like this. Okay. Look, Taysom Hill to me. Do I feel like Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback of the future for the New Orleans Saints? No, I do not. But the things that he can do on the field and the matchup nightmare that he is and all the variety of positions that he play, he deserves to get paid. Okay. You can talk about Taysom Hill all day long. You can talk about him until you're blue in the face. You can talk about where he stands as a quarterback, but the man deserves his money because he does so many different things for the New Orleans Saints and he's extremely valuable. And when you put him in these different roles, man, he always comes through. Rather his special teams, rather his tight end, rather his running back, rather his quarterback. He makes plays. And he also carved out a lane for himself. And I think that this was very, very smart by Taysom Hill and his representation because I feel like Taysom Hill is not going to get another opportunity, a fair opportunity to be a starting quarterback anywhere else. I think that Taysom Hill is who he is and he understands what he is. He's a 31-year-old guy who's asked to do a variety of things. And if you go to another team and you try to go out there to be a starting quarterback and it doesn't pan out, and you fall into the lap of a coach that's not offensively innovative like Sean Payton, you can find yourself on the sidelines holding a clipboard. So at least you know that you're going to get some playing time. At least you know that you're going to see the field. Other organizations won't be able to promise you that, so I think that was a smart decision by Taysom Hill and his representation. And I have have absolutely no problem with Taysom Hill getting his money because I feel like he deserves it. And anybody out there that feels like the man does not deserve this money, I just have to say you're crazy. You're insane. How many moments have Taysom Hill took over a game? How many times have we seen Taysom Hill put this team on his back at times? And how many times have we possibly could have lost games if Taysom Hill wasn't somehow involved in the offense? So I think that Taysom Hill deserves his money. I'm glad that he got it. Now, I do feel like if it comes to the quarterback position, because this contract that he signed, he can get up to about $95 million if he ends up playing quarterback. Now, I feel that the Saints can do much better at the quarterback position outside of Taysom Hill. I'm just being serious. I don't care if you're you're a fan of, of Trevor Simeon or Ian Book. I feel like the Saints can find themselves a better quarterback than Taysom Hill can be as a starter. But I feel like this contract can kind of keep Taysom Hill satisfied sitting on the sidelines and once again he is not going to get another opportunity like this I I really feel like this is the best it's going to get for Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill in the realm in in the you know I'm saying in in the circles of NFL analysts they already got the narrative out saying that he's good at doing all these other things but he's not as good at playing quarterback So I really feel like he is going to be, I I think that this contract he deserves because, I mean, he carved out a lane for himself and you have teams out there that are copying what Taysom Hill does, which makes him an innovator in my book. So I have absolutely no problem with this contract. Me personally, I don't understand why anybody would have a, a problem with this contract. We all know that Taysom Hill is a special football player and I'm glad he's a part of the New Orleans Saints and I'm glad he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. And most likely he's going to retire uh, as a New Orleans Saint because by the time this contract is up, it's going to be around 35, 36 years old. So congratulations to Taysom Hill. Well-deserved. You won't hear any negativity from me when it comes to him signing a new contract. 
because the man deserves it. Roderick, thank you very much for the $10. Says, I'm not knocking Trevor Simeon, and I know how you feel about Hill when this uh, new deal. Don't I think Sean Payton needs to get him a chance to start at quarterback? Uh, look, I, look, I feel like he got his opportunity. I, I'm just being serious. The dude got his opportunity in training camp. It, it's not like Taysom Hill never got the opportunity to compete for a starting job. He got opportunity in the offseason when it was Jameis Winston and him, and Jameis beat him out. I think that was a fair – I think he, he got a fair uh, shake from Sean Payton. Okay, Sean Payton didn't, didn't just anoint uh, Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback because he was the first pick overall coming from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He made it a fair competition. Taysom Hill started the first game of the preseason. Jameis started the second of game of preseason. It was going to be Taysom starting the first game of the th- uh, third game of preseason. But it ended up, you know, being a hurricane, Hurricane Ida. So he got a fair shake between training camp, between preseason, he got that opportunity. Do I feel like this contract is an indication of him possibly being a starting quarterback of the Saints? No, I do not. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. I think he got this contract because he deserves it and he does a, a variety of things and you can't really put him in, in in one box. You can't put him in a quarterback box, can't put him in a tight end box. This isn't like one of those situations a couple of years ago when Jimmy Graham wanted to get paid like a wide receiver when he was a tight end. This is a guy who does a multi, multi-facet of things and I think that, you know, because of that, you have to kind of carve out a contract for him. I feel like this contract that he got is for him doing the things that he does and also to keep him content. Because if you have, I guess if you have aspirations of being a quarterback, right, you're not getting that opportunity and you're sitting on the sidelines, at least, you know what I'm saying, you know that you're getting paid to be out there on the field. I feel like, Taysom Hill, this is the best situation that he ever going to be in. I don't feel like this is any indication about him being a quarterback of the future. Now, is there a possibility that he can play quarterback if somebody goes down? Absolutely. But I I just feel like the Saints didn't give him this contract for him to be the starting quarterback of the future. I think I I don't think that's true. Uh, Let's see. Kimo says, who that TJ and family? Uh, I saw Brian, Kimo. Dang, I can't spell. Uh, giving a shout out to the OG. Josh says it's time to see a uh, chemotherapy, and I ain't even bring my med card. <laughs> Man, shout out to Josh. Jameis Winston said, Thank you for the two dollars. Said, wait a minute, where my money? Well, <laughs> Jameis was on his way to making some good money um with the New Orleans Saints, in my opinion. But uh unfortunately, he went down with a uh, torn ACL and uh MCL issue. So I think the Saints are going to resign him, you know, probably to a, a very friendly deal and, you know, give him another prove it deal, which I feel like after next season, he's going to get paid by the New Orleans Saints. And by that time, I think the Saints will be uh, somewhere uh, content and, and, and kind of, help. you know, you know, the Saints have been dealing with some contract issues. So I think at, by the next by uh, that following season, when Jameis gets paid, the Saints should be OK when it comes to the salary cap. Well, I'm insane then. Uh, let's see. TJ, I need one of those hoodies, brother. Yeah, man, we got hoodies on the way, man. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be making some hoodies. Definitely going to get them ready for the holiday season. I'll keep y'all posted, man. We got some hoodies coming along the way. Get yourself 
uh ready uh for the holiday season uh Taysom uh can be our kicker too uh <laughs> hey why not since he do everything else that's true you know like why can't he be a kicker you know why why can't he be a kicker i don't have i don't have an issue with that uh Roderick, thank you uh for the ten dollars again he says former patriot wide receiver malcolm perry uh recently waved off ir and signed with the saints so as to say he'll start on the practice squad with a plan for a quick promotion uh roger yeah i heard about that um congratulations to him uh this is a guy who uh he actually played at navy man um and uh you know he played for the dolphins he played for the patriots and he's a solid guy you know what i'm saying he hasn't really gotten the opportunity to go out there to show what he actually has but he's a guy that I look at as a possession receiver, a guy that could do some damage in the slot. Um, you know, the Saints can kind of set him up uh, to succeed in that regard. So um, it can't be any worse than what they already have, in my opinion. Why not? Uh, Andre says, uh, I feel like that money should have been out- allocated into positions we desperately need in the future. Taste some cool and all. But look, Andre, look, I understand how you feel about that, and it does make sense. But by signing him to this contract extension, the Saints kind of freed up uh, some money, you know what I'm saying, to give them opportunities to sign other guys, okay, and also to be able to bring some guys in. So when you see guys getting contract extensions, that's actually a good thing. So by him signing and not being on the books, you know, I mean, just as of right now, it stretches out his, his salary that he has now and it opens up opportunities for the New Orleans Saints to get other things that they need um uh, let's see 504 says Taysom is great for this team but he does have an injury history dating back to college and his reps increasing or the nagging uh injuries going to increase and i'm pretty sure that they will i mean keep in mind this dude is 31 years old and he does have an injury history like 504 alluded to uh but i just think that by him uh just being so heavily a part of the offense uh you know he, he is going to have those nagging injuries but um, the reason why he didn't have him in the past is because he was kind of sprinkled into a, a well or a machine that was the Saints offense. They had Michael Thomas. They had Jared Cook. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They had Traquan Smith. They had guys that Drew Brees can get the ball to. And Drew Brees was a guy that can make plays. Uh, I feel like you get a heavy dose of Taysom Hill because you don't have the luxury of having a Hall of Fame quarterback and Drew Brees that really, in all honesty, does not need to leave the field for you to win. Okay, uh, Taysom Hill being a part of the Saints offense now is very beneficial to the Saints success. We didn't need Taysom Hill to be on the field for the Saints to win when Drew Brees was the quarterback. Now you have to say that you need him, regardless if Jameis is in a game or even when Trevor Simeon is in a game. Okay, both of these guys, I feel like you need a heavy dose of Taysom Hill join more things in order for them to win. You didn't you didn't need that. Okay. I said this on on social media. Drew Brees, he hit a lot of the imperfections of the New Orleans Saints. And the reason why we're seeing some of these imperfections in our faces right now and we're so we're paying attention to them now is because they're so I mean they're so apparent. Drew Brees disguised a lot of the imperfections of the Saints for uh, for years, man, and now we're seeing it now that he's not here. You know? I mean, that's just the honest truth. Mark says if Jameis tore two ligaments in his knee, will uh, he, uh, let me see, will he be damaged goods, long terms in the NFL? Uh, Mark, only time will tell. I'm, I'm hoping that that's not the case. Um, 
I think that Jameis is a tough guy. I think that he is going to rehab his behind off and he's going to get back out there on the field. And I think he's going to be uh, back and better than ever. You know, I think that he's the type of guy that works extremely hard. He pays attention to detail. He wants to be great. And I just think that this is a setback for a major comeback. Now, I think that this would be a concern for some of the other quarterbacks out there that may not have the uh, the mental makeup of a Jameis Winston. But I think Jameis is primed to make a huge comeback. And I think that he's going to come back with something to prove. I mean, he. I mean, this is just icing on the cake, so to speak, when it comes to having something to prove in, in the world of Jameis Winston. Everybody wrote him off because the whole 30 for 30 thing. And now you combine the ACL and the MCL injury. I think that you combine that. I think that's just more of a chip on his shoulder to go out there and perform. I'm excited to see what Jameis Winston can do. I feel like the Saints are going to resign him uh, to at least a one-year deal, give him opportunity to compete in training camp, maybe against Taysom and Ian Book. Um, I honestly, you know, Trevor Simeon, I honestly don't see him coming back to the New Orleans Saints uh, long term. Maybe they might resign him, but I think that it depends on what Ian Book does in his development as a quarterback. If he develops the way the Saints want him to, I think it's going to be bye-bye for Trevor Simeon because you have a young guy that can back, be a backup uh, in emergency situations that understands the playbook a year under his belt. And then you have Taysom Hill uh, and Jameis Winston competing for that starting position uh, going into the 2022 season. So that's the way I look at it. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Jameis can do. I believe in the brother. Uh, let's see. Sheets says, I agree on the Hendrickson part on, on Pete Hendrickson dre day but not the other one um let me see i'm not sure what that means i guess it was a conversation that was in the chat so glad sean payton makes the decisions i think sean payton does make really good decisions in some situations like now some of them will have you scratching your head raising your eyebrows like what the heck is he doing uh but for the most part look i can't get mad at sean payton because he has a has a type you know, I know all of us want him to go out here and get guys that have names and, and recognition and guys that have skins on the wall. But sometimes those guys don't uh, mesh with what Sean Payton wants to do. I think Sean Payton likes fundamental guys, you know what I'm saying, guys that fundamentally sound, you know what I'm saying, guys that can be where they need to be. I, I think that's what he likes, right? Guys that can block at the wide receiver position, guys that can run fast. I think he has, has a type. And I also think that he takes a lot of pride in developing guys because when you have seasoned veterans coming to your team, they feel like they know everything, especially if they're a free agent because they look like, hey, man, you reached out to me, okay? You tried to come at me. I signed with you, okay? So they may have that mentality, right? I think that Sean Payton likes to get those young guys that he can mold into the image of what the Saints actually want in a player. You know, that's why we always look at some of these guys that they go out here and get. And we wonder to ourselves, why in the world is he not getting out, going out here, getting some guys that are out there that we, we recognize? You know, guys like maybe like a Larry Fitzgerald for possession, a guy like Golden Tate, a guy that can play in a slot and that's rough and tough, a guy like Dez Bryant in the red zone. Maybe Sean Payton feels like those guys don't really, uh, you know, match up with what he tries to do fundamentally or offensively. So, I have no problem with that. You know, the only issue that I have is um, the fact that the players that they actually have on the field, they are not doing it. You know what I'm saying? They're not getting it done. 
right? I, I think that these guys are talented, but I don't think they they have the type of talent that we need in order for us to be successful as as a as a team, right? You know what I'm saying? Like to me, if Michael Thomas was here, I feel like we wouldn't have an issue with Marcus Callaway, who's doing a good job, by the way. I mean, he's had three touchdowns in the last three games, right? At least he had six touchdowns on the season. That's okay. But sometimes we don't need you to get touchdowns. Sometimes we need you to be able to convert third down. Sometimes we need you on fourth down situations, need you to catch the ball and goal line situations early in the first quarter. We need you to be able to handle your business. Sometimes we see these guys, you know, for one time in the first quarter, then in the fourth quarter, then they show up. We don't need that. We need consistency. And I think that's the biggest issue with the New Orleans Saints. It's just the consistency uh, at the wide receiver position. There's there's not much consistency there. So I think that if you get consistency, I think that you'll be fine. And I, I respect Sean Payton for, you know, man, like being like, hey, this is my type. This is what I want. And this is what I'm going to uh, go after. You know, I have no problem with that. But I would like for these guys to get open because they leave a lot to be desired. Uh, I'm going to go with John. John says he's getting uh, this money. Might as well play him. Hell, I take that money to uh, hold a clipboard, too. He won't get this uh, nowhere else. John, that's all I'm alluded to, man. Um, I don't feel like you would get this type of money anywhere else. If if Taysom Hill was to let's just say, for example, in my opinion, now this this isn't this isn't the gospel truth. Okay, this is just T.J. Jones' opinion. If Taysom Hill was to go somewhere else and, you know, compete for a quarterback position, I feel like the team would just sign him strictly for that reason. They're not going to sign him to be able to do the things that he's doing in a New Orleans Saints uniform. If he doesn't win that quarterback position, then he's going to be on the sidelines with a clipboard. And he's not, like John just said, is going to be making the same amount of money that he's making right now. This is the best situation Taysom Hill can be in because you know why because he knows for a fact that he's going to hit the field now you may not be able to get 30 passing attempts like most quarterbacks can on a regular basis but what you can do is be able to enter the game in a passing capacity in a running capacity or a catching capacity at least you know you're going to be out there competing with the guys versus going to a team competing for a quarterback position one, if you get the position, it's not going to be for long because you're 32 at the time of, of a new contract if he was to sign with somebody else. You're 32 years old. You know, other teams are going to be looking for you to be the gatekeeper, so to speak. The guy that is the guy who is standing in place until we get the young guy developed. At least you know with the New Orleans Saints, you're going to get a fair shot and you're going to hit the field. All right? You're going to hit the field in some capacity if you're not good enough to be that starting quarterback in all in preseason, uh, in the in training camp, at least you know you're going to be able to hit the field. Mark says, uh, let me pull this up. If Winston Knee don't heal up and they stick with Taysom at quarterback, I think some teams will give him a minimum contract for sure. Yeah, Mark, you know, a minimum contract, but he's not going to be making the, the amount of money uh, that – He's going to be making with the New Orleans Saints, in my humble opinion, not at the quarterback position. And why would you? You know what I'm saying? Like, man, y'all know how it is. Anybody that played professional, well, not professional sport, but any sport at all, or even if somebody checking out this show that has played professional sports, 
you want to be out there no matter what sport it is you want to be out there you know maybe you're not at the position that you want to be at but at least you're out there competing how many of us you know doing pop warner signed up to be a running back but they're like hey you know what i'm saying like we want you to go to tight end or hey you're kind of a bigger guy i want to put you on the line how many times have we seen that well you might not be happy because you want to catch passes you probably caught passes with your with your mom or your dad in the backyard or the cousin or your uncle you know like you may not be happy about it but at least you know that you're going to be out there uh, competing and playing so i just think in this case something is better than nothing because at this stage in Taysom hill's career he got to come to a realization it's rather all or nothing and nobody in my opinion is going to give him an opportunity or more opportunities than the new orleans saints it, it just it just it first off it's a young man's game you're going to be 32 years old if he didn't sign his contract entering free agency to be a quarterback and you got to think about all of these teams out here who are looking for guys that can be their franchise quarterback or a young guy to be able to go out there and make those throws so they can have some type of longevity uh, as a franchise at that quarterback position i just think that this is the best position for Taysom hill tj i know it won't be easy but you should use your superdome connections to see if you can get james on the show uh he should know how much the sots family supports him well look i'm i'm always uh in contact with uh james representation uh uh shouts out to uh joe hernandez shouts out to a man just wins management um you know i'm always in contact with him man he's always uh you know talking about the show and he, he and you know he enjoys watching it from time to time so shouts out to him but you know i mean look james is focused on trying to get get better and, and rehab and stuff like that i would love to get him on the show in the future i'm pretty sure most likely you probably can make that happen somewhere down the line uh but you know i, I he's focused right now on trying to get better and i have no problem with that you know uh and i'm pretty sure in the future we're going to see james winston on the state of the saints podcast you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident about that. I, I don't have confirmation, but I'm pretty confident that that's going to happen in the future. Uh, have him on a live stream, though. Yeah, you know, we'll definitely get, uh, you know, definitely going to try to get him on there in the future. I think that we can make that happen. Are we going to sign Michael Thomas to a long-term contract uh, so we can keep him here for the rest of his career? And he uh, can he retire in uh, New Orleans? Look, I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to retire in New Orleans. I, I wish I can be, I wish I can give you a definite answer, Brian, but I don't know. You know, as far as a long-term contract, he already signed one. You know, he already signed a long-term contract. Look, Michael Thomas needs to get back on the field. I like Michael Thomas a lot. I have a you know a lot of respect for his game, uh, but he needs to get back on the field, man. Like a lot of people are forgetting about how good this guy is, and we all know. Then when guys start to miss time, you know, we start to think about, hey, you know, like, can he still do it? And then we also start thinking, dang, man, this dude taking up a lot of the money for the New Orleans Saints. Look, I do feel like I don't care what anybody says. Look, anybody can say, man, you reaching TJ or whatever. But I really feel like Michael Thomas would have came back if Jameis Winston was the quarterback for, for the rest of the season. I feel like it was one of those situations where michael thomas he wouldn't have been at 100 percent coming back he probably would have been at 89 90 percent but he felt like 
well, I got Jameis throwing me the football. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be at 100%, but I'm good enough to go out there and compete. But when Jameis went down, he was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? We Most likely, you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to get the best quarterback uh, <laughs> that the Saints has to offer, so I'm just going to sit this dance out. If if Jameis Winston wouldn't have got hurt, I don't think we would have wouldn't have seen this this story about Michael Thomas. Now, some people would say that that's a you know that's a kind of a punk move. You know what I'm saying? You you kind of turning your back on your team when your team needs you. You know you being out there, you know contributing and, and demanding a double team can open up opportunity for other guys. All of that is true, but at the same time, I can understand the move. You know, like as a business, as a business decision down the line, you go out there, at least if you re-aggravate an injury, at least you have somebody that you know that can get you the ball and there's a possibility that you can win. Okay. But I, I still stand by that. I can't say that I agree with that situation, but at the same time, you look, all that, oh, he re-aggravated stuff and that long-term uh, essay that he wrote, I just think that is a bunch of BS. I really feel like Michael Thomas could have came back if Jameis Winston uh, was playing. He would have came back. He wouldn't have been 100% because when you're dealing with lig- ligament is- issues like that, it's going to take a while for it to heal. But you would have been close to 100% playing out there. But when Jameis went down, I just think that he phoned it in. You know, I don't think it's a coincidence. All right, Jameis goes down to ACL, MCL, LCL, NAACP, you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, you come out here with I have a dream speech talking about I'll see y'all next year. I don't think that's a coincidence. And I like Mike, but, I mean, we got to call a spade a spade here. Can't sugarcoat just because I like a guy. That's just my honest opinion. I say Taysom, uh, I say let Taysom start. We're not going all the way. Let's be real. Uh, we can see what he can do in a larger sample size. Clay, you know, I agree with it. You know, I feel like uh, Taysom Hill should get an opportunity, you know? I don't think that it can, it will change anything. I think the only difference is you'll have like a, a running dynamic, right? You'll be able to scramble out of the pocket. I think that's the only different dynamic. Uh, but guys still have to catch the football, you know. But, I mean, why not give him an opportunity? Why not give him an opportunity if, you know, things aren't working out? Maybe even for a spark, you know. Why not? Simeon sucks. It is what it is. At least Taysom can escape. Well, I don't think Simeon sucks. I just think that I just think that modern day NFL, you know, modern day NF people who look at the NFL in modern day, they 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 feel like a quarterback needs to have the ability to scramble out of pocket. If Trevor Simeon was uh, uh you know playing in the nineties, early two thousands, I don't think anybody would have a problem with it. It's just the fact that we see quarterbacks today, the ones that have a level of success, have the ability to make the throws and also be able to escape to get those four or five yards for that touchdown. And when you see a guy that's like a statue in in a pocket, it makes you frustrated because you see all these other quarterbacks with the escape ability moving around in the pocket, you know, and, you know, but I don't think, I don't think that that's the only solution. You know what I'm saying? Guys can pick you apart being a pocket passer, you know, uh, I don't think that you need to be Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson to win football games. It's exciting, but at the same time, I mean, if a guy can stand in the pocket and make throws, uh, you know, I ain't got no problem with it. But I mean, you're gonna need some different things going. You know what I'm saying? For like to me, 
looking at looking at this situation right <clears throat> i feel like in this situation that the saints are going through no left tackle no right tackle no starting guard uh right guard playing like like straight hot garbage i think Taysom hill uh would uh, add a different dynamic now i didn't feel that way a couple weeks ago because the saints had their left and their right tackle and i feel like those guys can hold up the pocket but when you have uh, no left tackle, no right tackle, backup guard, Cesar Ruiz playing terrible, uh, you need that guy to be able to, you know what I'm saying, move around the pocket. Like if this was the Saints starting offensive line, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe. Okay. You know, I kind of felt, you know, I kind of felt had my my reservations about Trevor Simeon, uh, you know what I'm saying, started because I felt like as a passer, he's better. But the way this offensive line is constructed right now, uh, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't think that – first off, Trevor Simeon needs uh, virtually a perfect pocket, you know what I'm saying, for him to stand there. Like, this guy panics when he sees a blitz. Like, I've I, I never seen anything like this. It's like he 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 flinches, you know what I'm saying? And and he, he gets, like, really reckless with the football. Like that game against Philly, they could have easily had four or five touchdowns in that game because he panics every time he gets pressure on him. He never really stands strong in a pocket. <clears throat> he doesn't really move up in a pocket. He needs basically a perfect pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs a perfect pocket to be able to deliver the passes. Now, if he had the same starting offensive line at the beginning of the season, I think that he can get the job done. But when you missing what? three three starters on the offensive line like you know you might need to go in another direction but i don't know i think that you also need to catch the ball also des bryant thank you very much for two dollars says i'm still available yo yeah i don't think that's gonna happen man i feel bad for des bryant because i feel like the nfl kind of you know they kind of drew him to the wayside i feel like he had a lot left in the tank but between jerry jones and um you know the national media they kind of just made this guy a distraction and made it other teams just kind of look the other way because they didn't want that type of noise in their locker room which was unfair to him josh thank you very much for two dollars says tj tim witherspoon uh just started a youtube channel well congratulations to him man shouts out to him you know hope him and wish him all the success in the world you know i'm, I'm happy to know that they have people out there with aspirations starting youtube channels starting podcasts you know they're, they're fulfilling that dream you know i think that there's room for everybody you know to be able to follow their dreams you know people that have come on this show you know they might want have aspirations of starting a podcast i'm all for it you know i just think that a lot of people come on the show they have a lot of a fire they have knowledge and i think that you can apply that to your own thing you know what i'm saying and, and there's never too many uh saints uh you know saints outlets out there because i feel like they don't have enough i really don't i don't feel like they have enough uh content about the new orleans saints when i'm looking or if i miss a day and i'm trying to catch up on saints news you know a lot of these podcasts are like few and far in between i feel like we need more because a lot of people you know they'll come on the show and you know they'll talk about the x's and o's and do an outstanding job and a lot of people you know school me up on things and I'm like, man, why you, you know, why you don't try to start your own channel? Why you don't try to, you know, make some moves for yourself? 
I think there's a lot of room for people. So congratulations to him, man. Sean says, <clears throat> I think we should draft a receiver with our first pick and develop them. Peyton made Thomas just like he made Coast. Hmm. I think that I think that whole making uh situation uh, it, it takes two to tango. It, it does. It takes a special player to go out there and apply what the coach is telling them. It's like saying Sean made Drew Brees. I think they made each other. You know, uh Sean making Marcus Coaston. I think Marcus Coaston had to possess the, the talent in order for Sean to be able to scheme up different things to make him a weapon. So did Jimmy Graham. You know what I'm saying? I think that guys have to possess certain type of talent in order for them uh, to go out there and execute. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I, look, if, if you have a guy who can't shoot a three, right? You know what I'm saying? It, if you go out there and you you coach him, right? You go out there and coach him, and you know what I'm saying? He still like have an ugly jump shot and he's missing everything. I mean, it's just not meant to be. He just can't, you know what I'm saying, shoot it. You can work with him all day, but he's not going to be as efficient. But if you get with a guy who probably, you know, come out the gate shooting threes, you know, you he probably need to work on his, you know what I'm saying, on his release or something like that. He'll probably work on that release, and then he'll be an assassin from the three. Why? Because he probably always had that talent in order for him to hit that three. You know, and he'll probably become an even better three-point shooter. So I think that Marcus Colston, Drew Brees, Jimmy Graham, they possessed a certain level of talent, and Sean Payton pulled that talent out of them to make them as respected as they were as New Orleans Saints. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lily says, I totally agree, PJ, uh, with that statement. Let's see. Jay also says, a 504 why would Winston take that? I, I'm not sure. I caught the middle of that. Uh, Mark says, if Taysom Hill shine, does that mean he's the starting quarterback at uh, next year for the Saints and don't give job up to nobody else? Uh, Mark, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Um, I don't think if he shines, he becomes the starting quarterback because you will have to ask yourself, why is he shining? You right? It, it's not because Jameis was playing so god-awful that he got benched right uh i feel like even if if Taysom goes out there and i, I look if Taysom becomes the starting quarterback i want to see him succeed i'm a saints fan right i look i, I tell people all the time like you shouldn't want to wish a guy you know what i'm saying bad luck because you have a preference at quarterback or you have a preference at running back or receiver i don't want to see this guy drop a pass if I have another receiver in mind. I want to see that guy catch. If Sean Payton puts that guy in the starting rotation, I want to see him succeed. Quarterback, running back, what have you. So I want to see him succeed. But I do think regardless to how he performs, if he, he becomes a starter in one of these games, and most likely he will, you know what I'm saying, especially if the way he, with these all these injuries, the way that things are going for the New Orleans Saints, if the injuries start to pile up, and they become more and more behind the eight ball, I think that you're probably going to see him. But in the offseason, I think that you're going to go into the offseason kind of similar to how you came into this past offseason with a competition in mind. Because you also have to take into account Jameis Winston is coming back off injury, and also Ian Book. We have to know what his development actually is. He signed a four-year deal. Uh, you know, you know, he signed a four-year deal. So 
I, I think that the Saints are going to expect him to improve at the quarterback position. And I think that it's going to be fair for him to go out there to try to compete as well. So we don't know what we have. We can't say, well, you know, Taysom, you're the starter. Just because you had a, a good, you know, a good outing, that's not, it's not fair. Uh, Michael Thomas should be on the sidelines sometimes with the team. Uh, pump them receivers up uh, that is playing. Well, look, you can pump a guy up all you want to. But if a guy ain't, ha- ain't doing his job, he ain't doing his job. Okay, you can put Martin Luther King out there. Okay, you can put Tim Robbins out there. You know what I'm saying? Tony Robbins, I should say. You you can put any motivational speaker you want out there to try to encourage the truth. Hell, you can go get the late great Nuke Rotney. You know what I'm saying? A former head coach in Notre Dame. You know what I'm saying? The 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 give them the most. You know what I'm saying? Emotional speech ever. But if a guy isn't out there performing, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter what you say to him. You can have Martin Luther King come out there and say, I need you to run that nine route like it's the last route you run. You can do all that. But, hey, if a guy's not going out there and performing, hey, you know what I'm saying? It really don't matter. It really don't matter. So let him, you know what I'm saying? That's the way I feel about it. Michael Thomas can be on the sideline for emotional support and all that kind of stuff there. But if a guy can't catch, I don't care who on the sidelines, okay? Jerry Rice can be on the sidelines. You ain't, it, it's still going to be the same result. Uh, nobody talking about our tight end issue. Well, <laughs> look, that, it's because they have, uh, man, they just got so many issues. Like, this is almost like a, a pick em year for the New Orleans Saints. Anywhere you turn, there's an issue. Running back, quarterback, offensive line, tight Tight end, wide receiver, kicker, you know what I'm saying? Defensive line, barely getting pressure, right? I mean, you can take your pick. I mean, to me, as slow as the tight end's been playing, let's be real about this, folks. We weren't thinking about no tight end a couple years ago because we had some receivers out there, right? Like, nobody, like, we used to talk about Kobe Fleener, but ain't nobody was like, man, you know what I'm saying? We lost that game because Kobe Fleener. Like, look, Kobe Fleener didn't. Kobe Fleener didn't get involved in the game, but we won. So who cares, right? Issues become more apparent when you're losing because the biggest issue you have is trying to figure out why are you losing? Why is this happening? What is going on with this team? Why are we keep on having these same issues? Is it because of the running back? Oh, Elvin Kamara hurt. Oh, James out for the season. If the Saints were winning, we would kind of talk about this in pass, right? Because when the Saints were winning with Jameis, we used the, the injuries, you know what I'm saying, as a prop up for the team. Look at all these injuries that we have, but we still four and two, right? But now the team is losing, the injuries start to pile up, and now we're trying to figure out why we on this three-game skid. Is it because of the tight ends? I mean, take your pick, man. My goodness. We can't, we don't even we don't have a kicker that can kick between the outrights. Uh Alvin Kamara, our best offensive weapon, has been out for the last two weeks. Right tackle and left tackle, respectively, Ramchek and Teron Armstead, they're out. I mean, whatever however you feel about Andrews Pete, he's still a starting guard. I mean, so many injuries, so many issues with this team. I mean, I can think of a million other things before I even hit tight end. So I think that's the main reason. 
Uh, but I want to take this moment to uh, thank the uh, fine folks at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. It says, this Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sponsor of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbook isn't in your state, you can still get in on action. Make sure that your first deposit, uh, you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Just download the, the DraftKings app, use the promo code State of Saints, bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving game, and win $100 in free bets. That's DraftKings.com. <coughs> Let's go. Let's go with Eugene. Eugene says, y'all don't hold Sean Payton accountable enough. He be screwing up a lot to me. It's crazy how he don't understand the type of team he needs. I think that Sean Payton understands exactly the type of team he needs. Okay, look, to me, I understand how our people may feel about Sean Payton. Okay, do I think that some of the plays that he calls are ridiculous? Absolutely. Do I think that some of the decisions that he make, especially when a team is down, he shouldn't make? Absolutely. But I think people are taking this stuff way out. I mean, man, they've taken it way out in left field. This is just my opinion, okay? You're entitled to yours, okay? But this is one of those situations where people was talking about Drew Brees and talking about how Drew, you know what I'm saying, didn't have it anymore. I was one of them, okay? I was one of them before anybody get on that. But now the, dude, now the guy is gone and we're like, God, dog, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought. This is the same thing with Sean Payton. That's why, honestly, I can tell. Where a lot of people stay, and I can tell where a lot of people start to start to cheer for the New Orleans Saints. See, some of you never really experienced what I like to call Saints adversity. See, you were always used to everything kind of being in control. When things go bad, we start to blame the situation because we're not used to the Saints being vulnerable. We're not. We're not used to Saints being vulnerable at the quarterback position. Drew Brees has been an Iron Man for 15 years, right? You know what I'm saying? He missed like two seasons, but for the most part, I mean, okay, for 13 years, he was an Iron Man. Only missing about two games in his career. One of the games was due to injury. The other ones was due to the fact that the Saints had the number one seed or a playoff spot already sold up. We don't know how to analyze this team in some cases. Because now we're looking at Sean Payton. Look, what do people expect Sean Payton to do? What do you expect for him to do? This team is snake bitten this year. If you want to talk about Sean Payton, talk about him a next season with all hands on deck. Then we can have that type of conversation. Now, do I feel like he needs to be held accountable for some of the decisions that he makes? Yes. Do I feel like some of the decisions that he makes have you scratch your head? Yes. But we pretend like this guy isn't the right guy for the job. The Saints would be a straight dumpster fire if Sean Payton wasn't the coach. I mean, it's just the truth. 
if anybody that thinks that any other coach can deal with the situation that the Saints are dealing with this season and still be able to be 500 11 games into the season or 11 weeks into the season you're insane absolutely insane but that's the way that we think because we never really experience some of these situations not everybody not everybody no some people never really experience true saints vulnerability and you know what i'm saying like now we we have been blinded for years by great quarterback play combined with really good coaching and a, and a quarterback no matter what the deficit is no matter what the situation will make chicken salad out of chicken you know what i have no problem with sean Payton when it comes to uh coaching this season i, I can't do it i mean look what this dude have this dude has in, in the eyes of other nfl compared to other wide receivers in the nfl scrubs scrubs at running back your best offensive weapon is hurt left and right tackle are hurt tight end out for four to six weeks as of right now come on man like what are we doing here how can we grade this dude the same way how can we grade this guy on execution when you got a bunch of in the eyes of uh, compared to other nfl teams bums at these positions i can't do it okay if you want to talk about on third down or even hell going for it on fourth down like chosen alluded to on on sunday going for it on fourth down when you're down i mean i'm with you but when it comes to you know man just criticizing a guy like man this team is not good right now they're not good enough and it's not their fault and it's not sean payton's fault now sean payton constructed this team at the beginning of the season and they were performing like this when you had all hands on deck then we can talk but i don't see how anybody can weather this storm like i don't see how anybody can overcome this type of situation and be able to like i, I mean i don't know man i can't do it i can't do it man like, like i understand about the play calls i'm with you i'm with you i'm, I'm scratching my head and confusion with a lot of these situations but um when it comes to like grading him as if he got all hands on deck i just think that you know, that's that's the anger inside of us coming out because this team is on a three-game losing streak. Now, once again, that is my opinion, okay? I can be wrong, okay? I, you may not even think like this. Some of you probably been Saints fans for years and think like this. But I'm just saying, uh, in my humble opinion, the majority, well, I won't say the majority, but some Saints fans are dealing with this situation differently because you never really experience vulnerability to this extreme from the new orleans saints organization heel boy 420 thank you for the 499 i really do appreciate that thank you man uh chicken sheet thank you very much for the two dollars says sean <laughs> to turn me into chick salad <laughs> yes he has man look I, I i i cannot judge sean payton coaching ability this year based on like okay they should have called this play you know what i'm saying they should have called that play fine I'm, I'm okay with that right but when it comes to oh you know what i'm saying why he don't throw the ball down the field to this guy why so he can run past the guy and drop it you know what i'm saying like come on man like all right guys not blocking because they're not good enough they're not starters right they getting ran over and bull rushed because they're backups with very little experience at the offensive line you know on the offensive line i should say so 
hard for me to just sit up here and just critique Sean Payton the way I would critique. Like, to me, <clears throat> critiquing somebody like Pete Carroll, that would be suffice. Okay, I understand Russell Wilson is out. But still, how many times have we seen Sean Payton be without Drew Brees over the last couple of seasons and still be able to put a formidable group on there? You want to judge Pete Carroll? Fine. Belichick, you want to judge him because he's so successful as a coach and they aren't, they aren't playing the way that they once did now that Tom Brady is in Tampa? Fine. But they're even winning the division right now, which tells you exactly what, I, you know what I'm saying, what I'm alluding to. You know what I'm saying? Like once, you know what I'm saying, you get those hands on deck, and you got the guys that going you go into the season with, the coach is going to get them where they need to be. But when you start having injuries here, injuries there, injuries everywhere, and you sitting up there, man, why this team is losing? Like, huh? Seriously? You have you really have to ask that question. You really have to ask the question why the Saints aren't as good as they everybody hoped they are. Like, I feel like that's where delusion actually comes in. You're actually delusional. You're delusional. Okay, look, we psych ourselves up psychologically. Next man up, next man up. But seriously, folks, I mean, uh, like, let's let's just be real about this. Okay, I like Dwayne Washington. I like Ty Montgomery. Um, you know what I'm saying? I like Tony Jones Jr. Are any of those gentlemen better than Alvin Kamara? Can any of those guys give you the same type of production as Alvin Kamara? No, they cannot. Next man up sounds good, but in reality. You know what I'm saying? These guys are backups for reasons, right? Because they can't give you what a starter can. They can give you the best effort they can, but they can't give you that same type of effort, that elite effort that a starter has, like Michael Thomas. Callaway, I like him, but he is not Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is the number one receiver for a reason. And if he's out, there's going to be a huge drop-off. And so when it comes to Alvin Kamara, so I just think that it's straight up 100% grade A delusion. If you expect for the New Orleans Saints to come out there and be as efficient as they would if all hands were on deck. I don't think that's as possible. I don't. How y'all think we finish this season? I still think they can be uh a, I still think they can be 11 and 6. I, I still feel that way. I still got them going 11 and 6. Uh, they talking trash about the Saints, but gave the 49ers all the excuses in the world when they got hit with injuries. <laughs> but that's what they do. You know, like, it's almost like when, you, when you're watching the game. Like, the, the okay, I understand why, okay? I, look, I understand. I want people to, to understand television is about ratings, right? TV shows is about ratings. So, of course, if you have the Saints versus the Philadelphia Eagles, you're not going to start talking about ad nauseum. Oh, they ain't got this player. They ain't got this player. Oh, if such and such was here, they would have made that play. Why? It's because you want the game to seem like it's going to be competitive. Because if you start talking like that, people are like, man, let me turn the channel, man. Like, they ain't got all hands on deck. So why am I going to watch this? Most likely they're going to lose. So they're not going to say that in real time because they want you to tune in, right? And you know what I'm saying? Of course, when it comes to, you know, the the analysts and stuff like that, of course they're not going to do that because, you know, it's better to, 
you know, devalue the Saints because who's in the division? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And who's their starting quarterback? Tom Brady. So if you start talking about the Saints being injured and having, you know what I'm saying, all these injuries and Saints been winning the division for the last four years, I mean, it kind of depreciates if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the division this season. Because then you would be like, ah, well, if the Saints were at, you know, with all hands on deck, would Tampa win a division, right? So then you'll have that narrative. And then you'll be like, oh, well, Tom just won the division and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just won the division because the Saints wasn't healthy enough to compete with them. And you know that we don't want that because we want to elevate Tom Brady, you know, as long as he's in the league, right? We want to make it seem like what Tom Brady is doing is overcoming all type of odds and obstacles and stuff like that, even when he's not doing it, right? Is that invisible adversity they like to push out there. But we know the truth. We know it. You know it. I know it. But, I mean, but at the same time, hey, sometimes it's a battle of attrition. And right now, you know, they, you know, they're, they're the more healthier team. And they got the better quarterback. Uh, you made a CT Crusher, man. Shouts out to CT Crusher, man. Uh, Callaway has uh, to get stronger in his route running. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, Eugene. Um, but at the same time, he's getting number one attention and he doesn't deserve it. Okay. I mean, you got Darius Slay on you. I mean, look, I love Callaway, but the dude, I mean, come on, man. Having having uh Darius Slay on you, seriously. Like he does not demand the number one. If he wasn't the man of number one, I think you'll see a better version of Marcus Callaway because down, he'll be going up against maybe the third or the fourth string cornerback. And I think he'd be able to win that matchup. But at the same time, folks, this is a good thing uh, for Marcus Callaway because now uh, you have, what, 10 games the Saints have played? He has 10 games where he has gotten attention from the number one corner, right? He can take that footage in the offseason and apply it to his game, right? He can take a collage of information. And he can turn himself into a better wide receiver. I don't think that he would ever get this opportunity if Michael Thomas got hurt. You know, if he didn't get hurt, okay, he wouldn't have got this opportunity. So now he can go out there and he can apply it to his game. I expect Marquez Callaway to be a better version of himself going into 2022. Because why? if he doesn't, then I would be extremely concerned. If, if Marquez Callaway going into uh, his third season, is not a better uh, not a better wide receiver, not close to a thousand yards. Then I'm going to be concerned because number one, he's not going to get the number one attention. Michael Thomas is, and you have all of this footage and all of this, I mean, learning experience going up against number one corners. So you you got to be flirting with a thousand yards next season. I, I give him a pass this season because it's a learning curve, and officially, this is his like to me as a this is first year as a start. So, but if we starting to see these same things in 2022, can't get off the line, not winning your matchups, then I'm going to be concerned about Callaway going forward, okay? Because, bro, I mean, you got a lot of experience being that number one, right? And when you transition to that two or that three, you should be winning them matchups. Jeffrey says, TJ, I think the topic of your show should be has the last four years of playoff losses, disappointment, taking a toll on the team? Uh, no, no, 
No, I can't accept that, Jeffrey, because the Saints have overcame so much adversity. And we know that the heartbreak of the playoffs over the last four years just became more and more severe. And the exits that they actually had, the fact that they never kind of faltered, never wavered, still won a division, still won double-digit games, I think that's a testament to this team. Jeffrey, I just think that it's, it's just the battle of attrition, okay? This is a snake-bitten franchise right now, loaded with injuries. Sometimes the injury guys just come down and say, hey, man, it's your time. I just think that us nitpicking and trying to figure out a solution to an obvious, this is an obvious problem, okay? We're trying to find solutions to something that is so obvious. Look. The first thing we learn as kids, most likely if you're doing mathematics, is two plus two is four, right? Are you at the age 25, 35, 45? You see the math problem, two plus two, you're going to be like, hmm, okay, so I take two of my fingers here, two of my fingers here, I got one, two. No, you're going to be like, man, two plus two is four. Why? Because it's obvious. It's, it's pent inside your mind. It's painstakingly obvious that two plus two is four. It's obvious that the Saints are losing football games because they are loaded with injuries. I, I, I'm, I just want to look, be frustrated, be angry that they're losing. But don't sit up here and, and, and drive yourself absolutely insane as something that is so obvious, man. You know what I'm saying? Like something that is so obvious. The reason why the Saints aren't winning is because they're loaded and plagued with injuries injuries to key positions key positions guys that really matter guys that make plays guys that put up huge numbers for this team are out that is the reason why we can talk about sean payton until we blew in the face we can talk about play calling until we blew in the face but what's staring us right in the face is the injury report every single week that comes down from the new orleans saints so, like I said, be mad. Be frustrated. Like, you know what I'm saying? Throw something. Don't, don't break nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to think about it when logic uh, kicks in. Dang, I shouldn't have threw that. But understand the reason why the Saints are dealing with this is because of injuries. And it happens, folks. It happens, man. You know, sometimes you just got to look at it and be like, man, look, maybe it's not meant to be. Okay, we can cheer for them. Hope they make the playoffs. You know? And hope they can do something in the playoffs. But in reality, man, the injury guys are, are really messing with the Saints right now. And that's the that's, that's something that's painstakingly obvious. 11 and 6 mean playoffs, so I'm good with that. Uh, that's what I gave us coming into the season, even with all hands on deck. Yeah, I, I said the same thing, Spy. You know, I said the same thing. Um, Adam at 11 and 6. I still feel that way. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sticking to it. Uh, they will bring up the key players, but not our O-line. Well, yeah, offensive line is very, very important, CT, crushing to the success of any team. And quite frankly, man, I can care less. Okay, look. Look, I think we all can agree as Saints fans, we're looking for the validation of the national media. We're wasting our time. How many times have we been on this show and we talked about the national media uh, giving the New Orleans Saints the short end of the stick? So you think that they're going to come to the Saints' aid now that there's a legitimate reason as to why the Saints aren't successful? 
the Saints fall into that narrative of, of, of not being a successful team. Why do you think no matter how successful the Saints are, people always allude to the bags on their head and them being the Aints? Why do you think they do that? Because in the eyes of history, the Saints are always going to be second fiddle to, to teams like the Cowboys, teams like the Green Bay Packers, uh, teams like the Philadelphia Eagles, big market teams, you know what I'm saying, or historical teams uh, in, in Green Bay's case. They're always going to be that. NFL is about nostalgia. They're, they're, they're quick to bring up all, you know what I'm saying, the, the, Chris, the Chris Sable, uh, you know what I'm saying, documentaries and stuff like that about the days of yesteryear, right? So they're always trying to keep that narrative going no matter how much success a team attains. If a team is known for being a losing franchise, they're going to keep that narrative going. You don't really see them talking about how improved the Cleveland Browns have been over the last couple of years. And that's something that should be talked about. What do they talk about? They start showing Baker Mayfield throwing interceptions. They start talking about passes being thrown over their head. They start showing, uh, you know, like little little bloopers and mistakes from teams like, you know, like the uh, like the Browns, like the Bengals, because the narrative is those teams in history and the eyes of history aren't good. So you know they're not going to come to the Saints aid when the Saints finally become what they always wanted the Saints to be, which is a team that loses games more than they win them. I, I don't understand why anybody would look for that validation. It ain't coming. The Cavalry ain't coming, folks. Okay? That's why you need to check out shows like the State of the Saints podcast, Who That Confessional, Lockdown on Saints, uh, Black and Gold Breakdown, uh, CB, you know, like Hoodie Jew. Because, you know what I'm saying, we're going to give you that real stuff that, that needs to be talked about. The information that we know what's going on with the team. All right. And as long as our hearts are at ease because we know what's going on, who cares? Because nobody in the national media can quote Saints football like a true lover of Saints football. So I just say, leave it alone. Smallville. Thank you very much for the five dollars. Says the injury to Winston had a negative impact on the team. Mike Thomas did not uh, return, and OBJ went to the Rams all because of that injury uh, to number two, Jameis Winston. Uh, Smallville, I agree with that. I think it has something to do with it. Of course, if you're trying to resurrect your career in the eyes, you know, in, in, in OBJ's case, of course you want to go to a team where a quarterback can get you the football. And, of course, in the case of Michael Thomas, why would you want to go out there and be at – 90 percent 80 percent and um you know you, you trevor simeon throwing you the football over your head <laughs> like why would you even want to risk that so i can understand both of the standpoints i really do like like i don't i, I don't agree with it because i mean me personally i'm a warrior i'm gonna go out there you're gonna have to carry me up off the field but hey man guys make business decisions you know what i'm saying like guys make business decisions every day that was a business decision, in my in my opinion, when it comes to Michael Thomas. And so, in in, in the case of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So, yeah, I, I do agree with that, Smallville. Sean um, uh, says, I drafted Callaway in fantasy and just as a fan, and I uh, had high hopes for him, and he's been a disappointment. Yeah, Sean, I think the preseason game and some of those uh, miracle catches and unbelievable catches uh, um, that he was making, I think that it really clouded a lot of our judgment. I mean, it clouded my judgment. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to just sit up here and say, oh, man, I didn't have. Now, I didn't go jump out the window like some people like Michael Thomas, bro, you better look out. Now, I ain't, I ain't do that now. But 
I did feel like we was in some good hands until Michael Thomas came back. But look, the guy is not a, a number one receiver, okay? And he getting that number one attention. And, I mean, he's just doing the best that he can, you know? And it, right now, you know what I'm saying, going up against stiff uh, competition at uh, cornerback, it'll be tough for any young guy that's not a number one. Eugene says, I'm just tired of seeing Pee Wee Herman at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Sibby, go with him. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, man, look I, uh, look, I understand. I understand that football is a game of emotion. And sometimes you want to look at your leader, in this case, a quarterback, and feel like, man, something is there. And I understand that he has this all shucks type mentality. Uh, but look, I don't think that Trevor Simeon is a bad quarterback. I just feel like Trevor Simeon is a quarterback that needs talent around him to succeed. He can't carry a team, right? But neither can Taysom. Do I think that Taysom adds a different dynamic when it comes to scrambling? Yes. But if you, if your receivers can't catch, they can't catch. I don't care if Joe Montana is your quarterback. Well, it would matter because Joe Montana is elite. But if you take an average quarterback and you give him average talent, guess what you're going to be? average if you take a, a, a average quarterback and you give him above average talent then you got yourself something trevor simeon can't lead a football team he can't lead them to victory if he does he's not going to do it on a weekly basis because to me i don't think that he's built like that okay some guys are built like this some guys are built for this and then you have guys that are out there that are just good enough trevor simeon is good enough he's good enough for the same He's good enough for the Saints to win. Now, I'm going to be real. I, look, people can call me crazy. People can call me insane. But if the Saints went into the – like, if the Saints had what we thought they were going to have offensively, Traquan Smith never got hurt. Marquez Callaway, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, uh, Mark Ingram coming back. Offensive line fully intact. And let's just say Jameis Winston got hurt. I feel like – and this may sound crazy – but I feel like Trevor Simeon can lead the Saints like deep in the playoffs because he, he's not going to make so many mistakes to a point where it's just like, man, what in the heck is he doing? He'll make some mistakes, but he'll be good enough. Okay, he's, to me, he's Joe Flacco. That, that's what he reminds me of, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco had talented, you know what I'm saying, like players around him. He had a really good running game. That the, that the Baltimore Ravens can lean on, and they had like a really good defense to give him the ball and continue to make stops, you know what I'm saying, to get him the ball back to correct his mistakes. That I, That's what I look at Trevor Simeon as. It would not surprise me if the Saints had the full team attack, defense was playing the way that they have, you know what I'm saying, throughout the season, not the last couple of games, ugh, and especially not the last game. I feel like Trevor Simeon can lead the Saints deep into the playoffs. If Nick Foles can lead the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl, I don't see no reason why Trevor Simeon can't lead the Saints deep into the playoffs. That may sound crazy, but that's just the way I feel. I don't feel like this guy is that terrible. I just think that he he's a guy that needs talent around him. He can't carry a team. Uh, LMAO, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the five dollars. Says, what's going on, Big TJ? I haven't called in in a while. Yeah, man, we miss you, man. Next time we uh, open the phone lines, make sure that you call in. Make sure you call in. 
Sean says, stop it, TJ. Why? Why, why should I stop it? Why should I stop it? See, here's the reality of the thing. We have come into, we have made up in our minds that we've seen Kyler Murray, that we've seen Deshaun Watson, that we've seen Lamar Jackson. And we feel like if a guy is not breaking 20-yard runs, if, you know what I'm saying, if a pocket breaks down, then he's not good enough to win a football game. You can't tell me, right? If Michael Thomas is out there and he's catching passes, he's uh, uh, catching passes from Trevor Simeon. You can't tell me running a ball out of the backfield with Alvin Kamara catching the ball out of the backfield. Like, they, like I said, this is my opinion. This is my opinion. You're entitled to yours. All I'm saying is great players make average players step up their game and look better. Okay? I mean, that's just the way I look at it. Okay, anybody that's saying that uh, Nick Foles is not average, why is it that he can't succeed anywhere else other than Philly? Like, let's, I mean, come on, man. Like, that, that's all I'm saying. Like, we, we look at the guy and we just like, oh, man, he ain't built for this. He ain't, he ain't built to lead a team. Like, look at like look at the team across the board. Look, I mean, look at it. I mean, look at the team across the board. Man, anybody would struggle with this. TJ, my text at 10.03, you skipped it. Um, yeah, man, just put the text again down at the bottom and I'll read it. I'll read it. I don't think I can go that far up anymore. Jameis Winston really had our receivers looking respectable when they are not even ones or twos on any team in the NFL. Smallville, see, that, that's what I'm saying. Above average talent can make average talent, you know what I'm saying, step up their game. We can talk about all the interceptions that Jameis throws, but ain't no I, <laughs> nobody is going to say that Jameis Winston doesn't possess arm talent. The talent, you know what I'm saying, to be able to get the ball where it needs to be. I, I, nobody is going to say that. Okay, I mean, it, it, that's just, that's just the way I feel. You know, you can you can say, you know, I don't know if he'll do it, but hey, man, I, that's just how I feel. You know, I think the Saints were talented enough. Like, man, think about this. Think about this, folks. Teddy Bridgewater won five games with the New Orleans Saints with a really good offense with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and, you know what I'm saying, being around him. And, you know what I'm saying, a defense was stepping up. He goes to Carolina, doesn't pan out. He goes to Denver, it doesn't pan out. I mean, come on, man. Like, there's a reason why when you go to different places, you know what I'm saying, if you don't have that same level of talent around you, you struggle. I mean, that, that's just how I feel. You know, like, if you average, you need above average talent to, to make you more respectable. TJ, uh, uh, they some uh, Saints fan, they got spoiled by the Breeze effect. Yeah, I mentioned it, you know. Breeze, Breeze was so great. Breeze was so great that it, it it clouded a lot of the judgment of the Who That Nation. Now they expect every quarterback to be able to make all the throws, be as accurate, make the decisions that Drew made. What you're seeing right now is the greatness of Drew Breeze without him being here. And you're seeing like how important this guy was to this franchise. Uh, read mine at 1020 like i said i can't i can't stroll back that far uh so if you have a comment and you want me to read it make sure that you uh just copy and paste it down at the bottom and i'll try to read it again if i see it 
Uh, Alabama won for years with average quarterbacks, so I get it. Yeah. And, and why was that? I mean, think about this. Jerry Judy, right? Julio Jones, uh, Amari Cooper. Like, you, 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 and then you had, you know what I'm saying? Look, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? Like, talent, you know what I'm saying? Like, above average talent can make average players look above average. You know, like, you know, like it's, just, it's just what it is, man. You know, I mean, you can you can make this case in every situation. Simeon is like Jimmy G to me. Flacco had an arm. I mean, Simeon have a decent arm, you know. And, and look, <laughs> this may sound crazy. Look, I take Jimmy Garoppolo. I take him. And in a Sean Payton offense, I take him. I take him, man. Like, I'm serious. People might laugh and be like, man, you crazy, bro. I take I take Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I would take him. You know, I would take him with in the new in, in the who that nation. I think he'll succeed. The only thing that bothers me about Jimmy is his injury history. Uh Josh says, uh, I'm Josh, the fan of the State of the Saints podcast. Josh, thank you very much for the two dollars. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much uh hoodie juice says quarterback uh so successful on saints because talented players and coaches we have in the scheme and the system we run that's what i'm saying hoodie juice like schemes matter court you know what i'm saying like the players that are around you matters it, it, all that stuff matters right it, it does you know like there are very few quarterbacks that can make it in any situation they can make the the best out of any situation there are a lot that can't do that. They need the stars to be aligned in order for them to succeed. They need the right coach. They need the right system. They need the right players. To me, if you combine all that, you know, you'll have success, no matter if, you know, how if a quarterback is average or not. TJ, you write the Bears had Rex Grossman at quarterback and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. That's, I mean, even Trent Dilfer, you know what I'm saying? Trent Dilfer. With the Baltimore Ravens, and you know, what I'm saying the 2000 Ravens. So, I mean, there are cases where average quarterbacks, they you surround them with talent, above average talent. You know, they do enough. I mean, even Jimmy G. If since we're talking about that, let's talk about that. The the 49ers, and I, I was talking about this with a caller on the show on Sunday. Jimmy G. threw the ball ten times in an NFC Championship game. And it was good enough for the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. And we all know, and nobody is going to be mistaken at this stage, Jimmy G being elite. It's it just not happening. Now, I would take him on the Saints because to me, I feel like he has the ability and the capability to be formidable. But, man, come on, man. You, you got to uh, – the players around you matters, man. If you have – above average talent you can make the super bowl you can make the super you can go streaking man think about this okay number one seed how many games do they have to win two right two to get to the super bowl wild card how many you gotta win three right any team can go on a three-game winning streak right it, it don't matter any team can go on three-game winning streak and we all know that the saints the saints you know for the exception of this last game we know they don't get below out often. So you know they're going to always be in a fight. 
You know, so I mean, that, that's just the way I feel about it. I mean, look, I can understand people's skepticism about Trevor Simeon. I'm just saying, dude, dude can make, dude can get the Saints where they need to be. You know, he can get the Saints where he need to be because number one, he knows he knows the playbook. He he knows the playbook. You know, like he, he's knowledgeable of that. And you know, like I say, he makes mistakes, but. You know, it's not to a point where I just see him throwing four and five interceptions in a game. I just don't see that. Not with the not with decent talent around here, uh, above average talent, above average, above average. Eugene says, I just hope they bring Winston back. I really want him to succeed and prove all the haters wrong and draft and sign a receiver. Eugene, I agree with that. And I think he's coming back. I mean, just call me delusional, uh, but I think he's coming back. I think they're going to bring uh, – I think they're gonna bring him back, man. Probably on a deal similar to what he actually had uh this past season. Uh, but let me stop right here. And I want to thank uh, another sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. I want to thank the fine folks at manscaped.com. Uh the holiday season is here, and uh, they have some great Black Friday deals at manscaped.com. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, you will save 20% off. Okay, get yourself ready. For the holiday season, take advantage of the Black Friday deals that they have and add that 20% to those great deals, man, by using the promo code State of Saints. Uh, that's all one word, State of Saints. Let's go ahead and move on. Gonna read a few more, then we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here, man. Uh I think if Sean and Jameis rebuild the Saints offense the way that he and Drew did in 2006, we might go places. Well, I think they were on that, I think they were on that path. I really did. I think they were on that path to do that, but the injury bug happened. It hit. And um, I think that it just kind of, you know, messed up the Saints' plans. I think that's what exactly what they were trying to do. They were going to get Jameis. They were going to get some of these young guys combined with the elite wide receiver play of of uh, Michael Thomas and the good, uh, you know, running and, and catching ability of Alvin Kamara. And they were going to make this, you know, a formidable thing, you know. So, but the injuries start to uh, pile up, and now we're at this point, right? We're at this point right now. Uh, the young blood says, "TJ, did you uh, did it surprise you that the Saints brought back Kevin White? Where uh, there are <laughs> better options out there?" Uh, yeah, I really feel that way. Look, I was hoping I was hoping that the brother work out, but look, I'm very skeptical about uh Kevin White doing anything uh at this stage. Um I, I really just don't understand that. I really don't understand. Maybe it's because he's been here since preseason. Uh, you know, he, he's been here in training camp. But come on, man. I would love to see what Quine Baker can do. I would love to see what Esau Winston can do. And hell, he bet not be in this game on Thursday versus the Bills after what I seen Lil John Humphreys scoring touchdowns and my uh and Kevin White had what about three weeks to do that and still haven't done it. Lil John Humphreys come off the practice squad and scores in his first game back in what the last six, seven weeks? Come on man. Lil John Humphrey better be out there on the field. I mean come on man. Kevin White, how many chances is he gonna get? He got chances with the uh the Bears. It didn't work out. Got a chance with the 49ers. It didn't work out. Got a chance with the Saints. It didn't work out. Okay. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what, what is it? it? It's not It's not a polar bear. It, it's not a cheetah. It's a duck, okay? 
Oh, if, if it acts like a bus, if it catch like a bus, if it runs like a bus, then what is it? It's a bus. Okay. And look, he gave it the old college try. And I'm proud of him. But he's not good enough. Okay. He's not good enough. See, it's just that simple. You, look, I think that this is Sean Payton's ego that's bringing him back because Sean Payton likes to prove people wrong. He likes to, I, I always use this example how my grandmother goes to those garage sales, right? My grandmother goes to those garage sales and she's like, oh, I can do something with that, right? And bring it home. My grandfather rolls his eyes as he sees the van pull up to the house because he's like, man, what are we going to do with all this stuff? And my grandmother like, well, we can put this in the living room or we can put this in the den or we can put this in the kitchen, right? But hey, man, sometimes you just got to be like, it just ain't working out. Sean Payton's ego is bringing Kevin White back because he wants Kevin White to work because Kevin White has been and is a bust. And John Payton want to be the guy to resurrect his career. But let me tell you something. <laughs> okay. Uh, you would need Jesus Christ to perform that miracle. T. Smitty. Thank you very much for the $5. Says it's tough uh, to properly evaluate a quarterback who's throwing to three, four uh, receivers. Uh, number three and number four receivers. Jameis still has more touchdown passes than Baker Mayfield who has receivers t smitty that's a good point uh like i said i just think that the drew Brees greatness clouds our judgment at times and we expect those quarterbacks to possess that same type of talent no matter if coaston was hurt one week no matter if uh, jimmy graham was hurt no matter if darren Sproles was hurt number nine to come out there and make it work okay you know what i'm saying like he was the macgyver of the new orleans saints offense okay if some of the young people out there have never seen MacGyver, MacGyver was known for taking little small things and turning into things that help him get out of different calamities, you know what I'm saying, and, and dilemmas, you know what I'm saying? Like, So we had number nine, who was our MacGyver, okay? But guess what? MacGyver is no longer with us, right? So the imperfections are, are blown up because now we don't have anybody to erase those things. So when you see number three and number four receivers not catching passes, it's because you don't have that 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 elite Hall of Fame quarterback that can bring that that umph that you know what I'm saying that full potential out of them to be able to you know get to them on the sidelines and say, man, next time you see this, how many times? Like honestly, looking at the sidelines, now we we all seen the camera uh, point to the sidelines after three and outs from the New Orleans Saints. How many times have we seen these other quarterbacks in the faces of these wide receivers telling them, oh, I seen this on this drive, right? So this guy jumped in front of you. So the next time he jumps in front of you, make sure, you know what I'm saying, like you go to the left or you go to the right. How many times have we seen this on the sidelines this year? And how many times have we they pointed to the sidelines and we seen uh, Drew Brees, one with a tablet in his hand, and he'll get up, you know what I'm saying? He'll get a, t- a tablet, you know what I'm saying, to you know, to the quarterback coach, walk over to the wide receiver, or take the tablet over to the wide receiver and say, hey, they did this. Do this. So Drew Brees was not only a great quarterback, he was an offensive coordinator on the field at the same time. You don't have that luxury anymore. And I think that's what people aren't looking at. They're like, why is it not working? Why is the number three and number four receiver ain't catching the pass? It's because Drew Brees made those guys better than what they actually were. Once again, if you have above average talent, 
You can make average talent look above average. You know, if especially if you have elite talent like Drew Brees did. Hoodie Jew, thank you very much for the 499. Says best lineup at wide receiver, Callaway, Harris, Lil Jordan Stills, tight end Johnson. That would be my wide receivers uh when we are passing. I agree. I agree, Hoodie Jew. I think that's a good lineup. Lil Jordan Humphreys to me has proven that he can do some things. He's made plays every time he's he's been out there. Don't know why Sean Payton don't want to put him out there. I don't know what it is. Maybe he doesn't practice well. You know, some guys just don't practice well, man. But when it comes to Sunday or Saturday, they just go out there and ball the heck out. And maybe that's what uh, Lil Jordan is. Because every time he goes out there, he, he makes at least one or two plays that I'm like, dang, okay. I mean, we remember that uh, touchdown he had against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a pretty impressive touchdown he had against the Philadelphia Eagles this past Sunday. So why not keep him out there? How many times has uh, Kevin White been throwing the ball and it goes through his hand, off his chest? I mean, come on, man. Like, I understand that you want to make it work. I understand that you want to add to your genius. But sometimes you just got to look at it and say, man, it's not working. And I'm going to just go in this direction here. It's time to move on from Traquan Smith. He has been there too long and still hasn't improved. Uh, he's a, a four catch for 45 yards type of guy. Eugene, I don't know if it's time to move on from uh, Traquan Smith, in my opinion. Um, I think that Traquan is who he is, okay? I think that we had expectations. Our expectations are making us feel like Traquan is not good enough. How are we evaluating Traquan Smith? That, that's, how, that's, how, that's, how I'm, that's how I'm looking at it. Like, ask yourself this question. How are we evaluating Traquan Smith? When Traquan Smith came out of Central Florida, what did we look at Traquan Smith as? A solid number two? Potential number one? What, what did we look at him as? Okay? I can tell you what the scouting report was, and I can tell you what Traquan Smith did well when he was at Central Florida. And the things that he did good or well at Central Florida, he's doing with the New Orleans Saints. Traquan Smith is who he is. Okay? Everybody is not going to give you 10 catches for a buck 45 when your number one receiver goes down. It's just not going to happen, right? You know, sometimes other teams, like when you look at the, like, hate even using these guys as an example, but got to call a spade a spade. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys, right, you got C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is a number one receiver on (laughs) almost every team in the NFL. Take him off the Dallas Cowboys, he's a number one receiver. Amari Cooper. Take him off the Cowboy, he's the number one receiver. Okay, Michael Gallup. Take him off there, you know what I'm saying? And he most likely can be a number one receiver. You know what I'm saying? Uh, definitely a, a really true, solid number two. So when we look at these guys on these other teams, these guys are true number one receivers. When I looked at Traquan Smith, look at where he was drafted. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to look at that, okay? Michael Thomas coming into the second round. You expected for him to be a number one receiver, a potential number one, because it's a second-round pick. The first two rounds are going to be guys that most likely are going to be starters, right? I mean, Stanley G. Matisse was just, I don't know what the heck that was, but in most cases, one, two are going to be in your starting rotation. When you start to get three and four, you're competing for a starting job and playing time. So my question is, how did we evaluate Traquan Smith? Was our intentions of what Traquan Smith was supposed to be 
making us feel like he's not good enough to be a, a, a solid receiver for the Saints. I think that he is a solid receiver. When you look at Traquan Smith and who he is, he's solid. Now, if I'm looking at, oh, Traquan Smith being a number one receiver, kill that dream. Kill it. It's over. Okay. But number two, number three, fine. Now, I, I think that's a good place for him. You know, I just think that our expectation for Traquan Smith makes us frustrated with his production. But, I mean, that's, that's just the way I feel about it. Hoodie Jube, uh, thank you for the 199, says uh, Lil Jordan, the uh, one besides Harris, who has a dog mentality. I agree. I agree. I don't know what it is, Hoodie Jube. I, I really don't know. Uh, every time I see Lil Jordan, he making plays. He, he, he converts a first down or catches a touchdown. I really don't know why he does not see the field. I mean, this dude being street clothes. And I would be ticked off if I'm in street clothes because Kevin White is getting started over me. I'm just being serious. Like, I want to see, like, I want to see a, a Kevin White practice. I want to see what the Saints seeing to get this guy out here every single time. I, I want to know. I really do because <laughs> I, I'm not seeing what they see. But of course. They get a, a larger sample size than me. They get a larger, larger sample size than me. Eugene says, but TJ, do you think Smith improved? Not to me. I think he has. I, I think he I think he has improved. Okay. I, I think that he has improved as a man. Looking at Traquan Smith from when he first came to the Saints and where he is now, I think he has improved. He's a he's a really good blocker, which that's what Sean Payne loves about his receivers, the ability to block on the outside because the Saints run a lot of stretch and toss plays. So that, that wide receiver that's blocking on the outside helps. Uh, I think that he's a good, you know what I'm saying, a, a good possession receiver. Compared to the receivers that they have on the team, he has better, he has really good hands. Um, he gives you at least five touchdowns per year, which is, you know what I'm saying, nothing to sneeze at. And he, and he catches contested catches. So I, I just think, look, look, Eugene, you're not wrong for, you know, feeling this way about Traquan. I'm just saying, like, I never looked at Traquan as a as a as a number one, a potential number one. You know what I'm saying? In some cases, not even really a number two. Like, I just looked at this guy doing his job. Right. You know what I'm saying? A guy that just out there, you can do his job, throw the ball to him. He's going to catch it, get you a few yards, get you a first down, move the chain. I just never looked at him like that. And I get it. When you have a team, you you would like a Thielen-Jefferson uh, combination. You would like a T. Higgins-Jamar uh, Chase combination, right? Uh, you, you want that, right? I, I get it. You know, I, I get you want that combination. You want a Cooper Cup-Robert Woods combination, right? Uh, one or two can go for 100. But sometimes you don't always get that. Now, Eugene, I'm in, I'm, I'm a with you. I do think the Saints need to get themselves a number two. Okay, I do think they need to get themselves another wide receiver that can be opposite of Michael Thomas. But I don't think that you need to get rid of Traquan Smith. The only thing I feel like, look, the only thing I feel is that Traquan Smith, most likely, you know what I'm saying, is going to get a decent uh, contract extension. Decent? You know? I mean, but I don't think, look, I think they're going to resign him. I think he's going to resign with the New Orleans Saints. I, it's not, would not surprise me that Traquan Smith gets a contract extension. Man, look, TJ, the Saints been behind the eight ball since day one with everything we've been through. 
and still sitting at five and five with journeyman uh i'll take that any day with this roster big facts damien look i have no problem with the saints being five and five because one i understand and number two they don't give up okay it's not this it's not like the saints are phoning it in saying man i quit i give up we gonna lose these guys go out there and they fight to the end of you know saying to the whistle blow right they still competing that i respect okay because you're not as talented as you wanted to be at the beginning of the season midway through the season or late in the season you're still you're dealing with injuries but you're still fighting so i i respect that i really do somebody says skull vikings uh shouts out to you man thank you for being here you know thank you for being here i appreciate that uh look like you guys have uh made your way to the playoffs you know congratulations to you uh jumping the carolina panthers for playoff positioning and, and coming from a very uh dramatic game versus the uh green bay packers man so shouts out to him slim south says uh little jordan might be like Allen iverson we talking about practice <laughs> Maybe it is, man. Maybe it's his practice, the way he practices. I-, I don't know. But every time he hits the field, he plays really well. Some guys do that. Sometimes do that. Sometimes guys are really good at practice. Doesn't translate to the field. Uh, you know, case in point, Brandon Coleman, uh, Adrian Arrington, guys like that, right? Look like Tarzan in practice. You know what I'm saying? But playing like, I won't say like Jane because I don't want to offend any women, but y- y'all get what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Go out there. Look like you're an incredible Hulk, you know what I'm saying, in practice, and then look like the incredible shrinking man during the game, you know. Like, so, you know, that's something that they need to work on. Uh, Juan says next year will be uh, promising, promising. Um, get your guys back. I think that they're good enough to make a run. Uh, this revolving door of kickers, yeah, it's very frustrating. Uh, it's very frustrating to see these guys just get rotated out. I hope they do something, but I don't think that you're going to get stability there until um, Will Lutz gets back. And Jerry says, screw the Vikings. Well, look, um, look, I understand that little friendly rivalry uh, between the Saints and the Vikings. Um, I can understand that. But, you know, I mean, both teams, you know, both teams, uh, fan bases are extremely passionate, love their teams. Both of them are in the playoffs as of right now. So, could be one of those situations where we see each other again in the playoffs. We don't know. Uh, Saints are finished, uh, to be honest. Well, Ace, it ain't over till it's over. You know, I don't want to say that they're finished. Uh, but, you know, it is a little bit bleak, and I can understand how you feel. But I don't think we just need to throw the dirt on the team. Okay? I don't want to see this team uh, just phone it in. I'm, I'm seeing people talking about tanking. I'm seeing people talking about the Saints need to uh, work on draft positioning. But I just think that there's so many talented receivers coming into this year's draft. I don't think that tanking would be the solution because if you look at it, it's not like we're talking about offensive line here, right? When you talk about offensive line, you might want to try to get those guys in the first 10 picks, right? Because those are probably the cream of the crop. Day one starters. When you start to get like deep into there, you're not looking at offensive linemen. If you do, you're looking at guys to kind of kind of compete, maybe, you know what I'm saying, make more mistakes than they they you know what i'm saying will make plays so i think you can get a wide receiver in the first round you can get a wide receiver in the second round you can get them early midway or late but you don't want to just throw your season in the trash okay this is still a, there's still a lot for the new orleans saints to uh to live up to i mean this this, this division is still wide open uh they still have an opportunity 
to win this division. And they still have an opportunity to make the playoffs until, like, you know, I mean, things just if they just lose the rest of their games or something like that, there's still a chance that the Saints can make the playoffs. Uh, do you uh, think Russell Wilson will be available next year or we just stick with Jameis? Well, I don't think that Russell Wilson is going to be back with the Seahawks. Uh, I think that uh, his intentions are uh, to go somewhere where he feels like, you know, team actually cares about him, protecting him. Uh, look, if Russell Wilson is available, and this is no disrespect to Jameis, I mean, you'll be a fool not to look at him, right? But you also have to look at the situation financially and also the big picture for the team. You don't want to get a guy um, to come to your team. He demands a huge salary. And then you find yourself struggling to try to protect him on offensive line, kind of similar to that of Seattle. So you want to make sure that you're doing what's in the best interest of your team in the future. Would I love to see Russell Wilson on the New Orleans Saints? Russell Wilson is my favorite quarterback in the league right now. Okay, Russell Wilson, you know, is my favorite since Drew Brees retired. So I would love to see him as a member of the New Orleans Saints. I think he would do well. But I don't want to see Russell Wilson in New Orleans if that means the Saints exhausting uh, their financial, uh, you know, their, their finances to try to get them. I think that's that wouldn't be a smart decision. And we're going to end it with Lob. Lob says, we blew the chance to get a superstar receiver in the last three drafts. They wasted picks on Davenport, Ruiz, Bond, Troutman, and look like Peyton Turner might be fragile also. Well, Lob, um, Davenport is coming into his own. Ruiz is leaving a lot to be desired. Zach Bond really didn't understand that one. He's more of a special team player. He's probably going to be our modern-day Craig Robinson. You know what I'm saying? A younger Craig Robinson guy that spent most of his time uh on um uh, on special teams adam troutman the jury is still out for him peyton turner i mean yeah i mean he's had some injuries he had some injuries at houston but i'm not going to just give up on a guy okay i mean look guys get injured young in their career he still has a chance to prove that i mean lob these guys that you're naming right um ruiz thorn troutman Turner, all these guys, and even Davenport, all these guys have opportunity to make this 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 comment. And no disrespect to you, look like it's the one, one of the most ridiculous comments ever because they're young and they're going to develop. Hopefully, they develop into what we need them to be. So I'm not going to say that those guys will waste the draft picks because they're so young that they haven't really proven themselves yet. We can't just think that. Look, I, I, look, I understand. You get a guy like Jamar Chase, come off the bus, become a dominant receiver. Justin Jefferson, get off the bus, become a dominant receiver. C.D. Lamb, go out there, you know what I'm saying, make a name for himself. And look, I understand that. You have guys that come into the league and take the lead by storm. But there are guys that it takes time for them to develop. They're not going to be everything you want them to be at that particular time. It involves development. It involves them learning to become pros. And these guys are young. So I'm not going to say, oh, one, two years and two of the game, they suck. Okay? I'm not going to say that. And, you know, I don't feel like that would be right. Okay? I mean, I'm not going to just throw these guys in the trash. I, I want to give these guys a full sample size and opportunity to really write the narrative about them. And you got to keep this in mind, too, Live. I, I don't want, I don't know where you stand when it comes to the Jameis Winston situation, but people are saying the same thing about Jameis Winston, Right? You know what I'm saying? A waste of a draft pick, a waste of a pick, right? And we expect for him to 
be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints and help the New Orleans Saints win games. So we got to be careful with that, right? We can't say on one hand that one guy's career can be resurrected. On the other hand, another guy can't because all of these guys have shown promise in one in one way or another. Ruiz has shown that he can play a little bit. Bond has made some plays. Troutman has had an outstanding game against the Eagles. Peyton Turner had a really good game versus the Carolina Panthers. And you know, like I said, all of these guys have really showed flashes. So we can't just write these guys off, right? It take it take time, right? You know, you know, you ever seen like that young kid? You know, what I'm saying in that classroom, probably took him a while in order for him to grasp the concept of fractions, or you know, what I'm saying like reading comprehension. But you know, what I'm saying when they do, you know, what I'm saying they become that scholar. You know, what I'm saying they be they be, they become better at it. So give these young guys, these young books, opportunity to really create that narrative, man. It's hard enough to become a pro. But if we start writing guys off this early in their career, they can't be what we want them to be because they will never live up to your expectations. Like Peyton Turner, I don't feel like there's no reason why we should just write this guy off. He's a rookie, right? His best his best days are ahead of him. You know, like if he constantly just gets hurt year two, year three, year four, year five, then okay, fine. Okay, but now you're seeing a guy like Davenport who's been hurt. But you can honestly say, man, defense, this dude's the best dude on defense right now. Right? He dominated 10 tackles, one and a half sacks, seven solo tackles last week against Philadelphia. Well, Sunday against Philadelphia. So sometimes we got to just be patient, who that nation. I understand because everything is kind of going downhill as of right now. We're kind of losing that patience. To me, I just feel like we just got to be patient with these guys, man. These aren't 10-year, 11-year, you know, veterans we're talking about. You know, these guys have, you know, these are guys, what, the minimum, five years in the league? I'm not ready to give up on guys just yet. Lob also says once these guys start uh, turning into good players, the core of our roster will be gone. The window is over, and the roster will look completely different next year. I don't think I don't. I mean, I don't think the window is closed. Um, but I do say this, Lob. This is the way that you want to construct the team. You want to draft well. You want to be able to have those young players play on those rookie deals in order for you to combine them with free agents, right? Some solid free agents, and you want to be able to make a run at this thing. I, I have no problem with it. Okay, until I actually see this, until I actually see these guys are just going downhill. Okay. I mean, how many of us just like, man, the Saints is just going to be a straight train wreck this season. The Saints have been dealing with injuries. That's the reason why they're looking like they are. Not because they wasn't talented enough. It's because these guys that we were counting on got hurt. So a lot of us probably were ready to throw third on the Saints this season. But as you can see, before Jameis got hurt, they they was winning games. Okay. They weren't pretty. Okay. You know, so some of them wasn't as uh, exciting as they was when number nine was our quarterback, but they still were winning, okay? Good teams find ways to win, and the Saints were doing just that. And I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for everybody that con- that comment uh, throughout the show. Thank you for those that donated. I really do appreciate that. Uh, make sure that y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Also on facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. 
Uh, we'll be back once again. Of course, Thanksgiving. Saints got that big matchup versus the Buffalo Bills. We'll be breaking that down. Of course, we'll have the prediction show. Uh, also, we'll have the postgame show immediately following the Saints-Buffalo Bills game. Um, um, you know, come back, check out the State of the Saints podcast while you're eating that stuffing, that ham, and that turkey. All right, thank you all so much. You take care. Have a good morning, noon, night. Whenever you're checking out this podcast, like always, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>